Hack some systems. Fuck some bots. <laughs> we need this. This is all we have. And I think I found the cold opening for the episode. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pixelit to a special bonus episode. We're talking about Bloodborne, and we have our very first guest on the show. Kat from Pixel A Day is here. Hey, uh, first ever. Wow. <laughs> um, I am honored. Sirs. Honored. Honored. Yeah, I mean, I, I may not be the best guest that you'll ever have on, but I will always have been the first. You will always. And that's no it. one can take that away from me. No one can Kat, take I'm, that from I'm, you. I'm not even the best guest we've ever had on, so don't don't feel bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I've been here since the beginning. I'm You've excited been? to be here, and I can't wait to hear how far Phil got into the game. Uh. <laughs> Actually, I, I I suspect that. This whole hour might just be a support group for Phil. Yeah. <laughs> From what I heard. You heard you heard enough. <laughs> Phil, I just I just sent her like wholesale the text conversation that we had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's research. She needed to know. She, she knew what know. she was she was getting into. She, oh, good lord. Yeah, you two just talk amongst yourselves for a minute. <laughs> So, um, Bloodborne, we just finished up our Bloodborne series. Normally, we talk a little bit about the game, like a little shooting of the shit, so to speak. It's a little different in this case because Phil has, uh, he's certainly played the game. Oh, I played the game. He's certainly played the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I, buddy, how you doing? I, I, I hate this game. <laughs> I hate it. Here's the thing. All right. Anybody who's listened to the first few episodes of uh, our coverage of the graphic novels know that I've always I'm, I'm intrigued by the world of Bloodborne. I've been excited to play it for a while, but I'm also not a get good kind of player mm. uh, because I get worked up and I lose all coordination when I'm worked up. Uh, it's why I never drive after I watch a football game, uh, just because I will, I don't know what side of the road is proper anymore. And I, <laughs> and the thing is, is you're meant these games now, correct me if I'm wrong, but games like dark souls, bloodborne, everything like that, it requires a level of learning rhythms, patterns. Yeah. Like these guys are swinging in a certain pattern and everything like yeah. that. I need to learn that pattern. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm not great at that uh, because the, by the time I figure out the pattern, I get really frustrated and it's like I'm thumping the controller with both hands on the top, not really paying attention anymore because I'm just, uh, uh, I don't know if this is a term anymore, but I'm on, completely on tilt at that point. Oh, I'm so, yeah. I'm so frustrated. <laughs> Then I go, okay, I know what I need to do. Let's take a break. Let's step away from the game uh, for a little while. Let's try again tomorrow. And uh, and and let's, you know, just go back to doing whatever else you were doing that'll calm me down a little bit. And then the next day I turn on the game and I it's like it's like <laughs> I'm a newborn child and I've never seen or played this game before. And I have to kind of rework out in my brain how to do all of this stuff again and by the time i figure out how to do it i'm getting killed again and then suddenly i'm on tilt and four hours have passed and i go okay all right let's just take a break we'll try again tomorrow and it and it just continues in that that sense it sounds like you're in a death loop i am (laughs) this podcast brought to you by death loop uh, that's, that's like, but that's pretty much how it goes and it's frustrating to me because I all right first and foremost I freaking love the aesthetic of this game I love it uh, and you know and I will admit that I've watched videos of people playing and I've seen I've gone further uh, in other people's vicarious my vicarious experiences of other people playing this game Um. So I know 
how the game kind of transitions from a classic, you know, werewolf zombie kind of story to a more cosmic horror kind of thing. Sure. I love that. And, and I, and I love it and I love the aesthetic and I love the monsters. And I, I, I hate this game because I want to get to there. I want to be there and I can't, my own, my own inability stops me. And it's just like, why couldn't this just be a 30 hour movie, which I suppose anyone who has a YouTube account uh, can admit, it, it basically is if you do it that way. Uh, but, but, and again, the, the, the process of playing the game is very satisfying. Landing a hit is satisfying. Defeating creatures is satisfying. There's something about it. That's just, it's, it's just really well designed. And I can tell, even though I hate it, where I am just mechanically wrong. For this game, I, sure. I I personally feel that I am just absolutely not the right person for this game, but I'm made frustrated by the fact that it you, is you want to be. So to sum up your opinion, Phil, um, yeah. you hate this game. You wish it never existed. And you think Miyazaki is a terrible game designer. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's 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 the I, I think I think I hate this game. I wish it never existed. I think Miyazaki is a terrible game designer and I'll probably uh, be trying to kill the cleric beast again tomorrow afternoon when I'm hungover. <laughs> Send your replies to Bill is wrong at bad souls opinions dot <laughs> we hate you Phil dot com. Oh, we hate you Phil dot com. I thought I had that thing taken down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, no, I no, the, no, to be fair, to be fair, like I said, I actually, in all seriousness, I recognize the level of skill that went into the design of this game. I see why people like it and I see what uh, the value of having a game like this where the whole point is that challenge. And uh, and I'm not above playing, you know, challenging games like I, I played the hell out of Catherine. Uh, when that first came out, and that was a deeply frustrating and difficult. Sure. Oh game. yeah, yeah. See, I actually, I actually rage quit that one. You see, and so in a way, you're more hardcore than than me. Well, then that's just so, it. So I think it's just about how we're programmed, and and I beat that game, uh, and this and this game for whatever reason. Uh, just eludes me, but I know I'm going to keep playing it. Yeah. And I'm just deeply upset by that sometimes. <laughs> just like, it's deeply upsetting. It I is. mean, it's uh, it's almost it's almost insanity inducing yeah. to bring it back thematically to the themes of the Ooh, thematic transition. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. See, <laughs> see, this is why we brought her on. This is why we brought her on. Yeah, <laughs> parallel. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. I mean, I totally agree. And like replaying the game, trying to replay the whole thing in one week, <laughs> as much as that was a failed proposition <laughs> to begin with. Um, it really, like, it really made me appreciate how much this game was designed specifically to not be able to be rushed through. Sure, right. You know, it's such a it's a, such a slow burn. Yeah. It's really all about like being lost and confused uh, for a long time and failing and dying for a long time. And then, uh, you know, and then failing and dying some more and then slowly like just putting one foot in front of the other and then eventually kind of becoming more familiar with the world or with the bosses or what have you. And then, and then eventually kind of mastering it, mm -hmm. if if at all. But, like, it's it's such a long, slow journey. Yeah. It, it, it uh, requires like the I patience totally of a saint. Yeah, totally. So much patience. And I, I can completely appreciate that some people just don't have that patience all the, all the time in their life. Yeah. I feel like that time in my life has passed. Yeah. You know, that I, that I will happily dedicate dozens of hours to a, a really long, slow, frustrating game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've thought about that a lot recently where it used to be when Skyrim came out, I had played Daggerfall, for example. Like that was when I started on the Elder Scrolls. That's that's how old I am. Um, and open world games. That's all I wanted. I wanted these 
big, gigantic open world games, a game that would take me 50, 60 plus hours to get through. And now there is a real uh, at this point in my life between both age and just, you know, things that are expected of me <laughs> as an adult. Uh, I, I'm suddenly like, we can have a, we can have some linear games. That sounds good. That's fine. Yeah. I can just beat a level and go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Give me Remember a solid levels? five to seven hour experience. Yeah. Mwah. Yeah. Oh. Lovely. Yeah. Numb. Beautiful. Numb, Beautiful. Numb. Yeah. Uh, no, I know exactly what ha- you mean. Hashtag chef's kiss. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, yeah, I, I'm, I agree with that, that, you know, like what's funny is I go back to open world games now and um, I find myself not even trying to side quest. I'm, oh, yeah. I, I just like, where's the next main quests thing? And it's like. Yep. Hey, guess what? You got a there's a there's a troll up in the mountain and you could get some stuff if you go up. No, fuck that. Where's the where's, fuck off. Where's the next quests main quest mission? <laughs> I find myself skipping dialogue, which I would have rather died than do uh, in the past because I was a hardcore role playing guy. And I was like, I want to be immersed in the story, man. I want to hear the story and all the, the lore and everything. It's like, no, 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 I don't have time for this. You want me to kill a guy? All right, I'll kill a guy. <laughs> Luckily, there's not that much dialogue in Bloodborne. Thankfully, no. But I did. We, we you know, we we just got done with uh, Far Cry, and that's a franchise that I have just devoted days and days, you know, to. I I, I love it, and and I'm playing it again. Just you know, I'm still playing it somehow, uh, despite the fact that we finished up the book, and. I found myself skipping the dialogue, uh, you know, where people would be trying to tell me about this cool quest I was about to go on. And as an old school geek, that was always something that was like, I want to know all about that. And now I think if Bloodborne, you know, gave me more of that, I would be sitting there listening to the dialogue, listening to all of yeah. the story <laughs> elements, and then I die and have to listen to it all over again. The dialogue is is replaced by... Um, a nice Australian man named Vati Vidya. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what you know. What maybe that's what I need to do. I think I need to just start at the beginning of his thousands upon thousands of hours of, of videos and just watch that. Just maybe go that's and watch what I that. need. Just just soak up the Bloodborne lore, and I think I, you'll be happy. I think that might be what would make me happiest at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I love Vati Vidya. I love his Prepare to Cry series. The Prepare to Cry series. He's got some good stuff. So good. And um, it is one of the few YouTube videos. The one that he tells, I think it's about uh, Gascoigne, um, is so heart-wrenching. And you're like, oh my god, I didn't pick on a pick up on any of that in the game <laughs> at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> all all you get is this this Irish I'm so dumb <laughs> all you get is this Irish guy talking about be soul of the shop <laughs> and, yeah. and you're like oh well I guess I gotta kill this guy and so Phil you never saw Father Gascoigne right no I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> So how far did you get, Phil? I'm dying to know. Did you beat the cleric beast? No, I I saw I, I saw and was murdered by the cleric beast, which was further than I expected to get. Uh, because I got to the the great crowd, whatever the the bunch of assholes gathered around the fire. I got yeah. to a point. I got to a point where I was like feeling real confident, actually, and I get to the point where. I would, you know, take out one or two of the weird old nine foot tall zombie guys one by one, uh, one or two at a time, and even would get pretty good at taking out that little crowd of them that was going up and down the hill. I even took out the executioner once. Mm. I was I was oh. like, that was one of the proudest moments of my life. I the took dude. that guy at once. <laughs> so it should be. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was proud of that. Like, that was it. And 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 that's the thing. It was it was one of those situations where I was like, holy shit, I took that guy out. I feel power. I want to keep going. 
<laughs> and then, I and can then, do anything. Exactly. And then I die, and he's respawned. I'm like, well, I can do nothing, bitch. Yeah, I, 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 you don't even stay dead. But then again, neither do I. And uh, but you know, the, it was always the crowd. Um, and I, I would start. This is exactly what happened. I started uh, like kind of, you know, picking them off one by one. You know, taunting people, throwing rocks, getting two or three of them at a time and, you know, doing my best to take out the the the, the gunners and the dogs, for whatever reason, were a pain in the dick. Uh, but I would get those guys saying out and eventually I'd have that whole area taken care of. And even even the troll on the other side of the door who's banging his fist on the other door. Originally, I was kind of freaked out by him, uh, but he was super easy. In the grand scheme of things, that guy was not a problem at all. So yeah, I'm, the big dumb guys aren't that bad, right? It's the little ones. Oh yeah. my god! It's the yes. dogs and the freak. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I'd come around a corner, and I'd be and and and, and but by that time, I'm like just bled dry of health, <laughs> and 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 I and I get taken out by the next little mob group that's coming around the corner. And, and, and I'm just so frustrated because I'm like, okay, I I've lost. What are they called? They're not souls. Uh, uh, what are they called? Oh, blood echoes. I've got, yeah, I've lost all my blood echoes and they're on the other side of this crowd of, of minions that it took me forever to take out. And, and on top of that, anytime another thing kept happening that every time I would, it felt like every time I was doing well, that I was like, hey, I'm actually taking these guys out. I got this. I figured this out. I would like take a turn and I'd end up in like the sewers somehow <laughs> in that freaking house. And I'd be like, where the fuck am I? What is this? And I was like, I was like fucking Theseus, like, like just being walking around this labyrinth. No idea where I was. And, and, and eventually something would kill me and I'd go, fuck this. I'm done. I'm done. Did you get and to the giant pig? No, no, no pig for me. No pig uh, for me. Oh, yeah. the, are the pigs in the books? No, no, they're actually they're actually never referenced. Well, that's rubbish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never read the books, but I can tell from that that one piece of information you've given me that they're. No, so rubbish. tell me about the giant pigs. I need to know about the giant pigs. <laughs> they're just giant pigs, and they attack you. They are massive. <laughs> that's really, all you need to know. What more do you, you know, need? I don't. I don't. I don't know what the fuck I Giant expected. Pigs. I don't know what I expected. You're right. You're it's, right. It's pretty much what it is on the surface. There is, and that's what I appreciate about it. Is it's like, it's like you're fighting through all this muck in the sewer, and at the end of the sewer, you're walking down this 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 little alleyway. And you hear this splashing as a just a giant fucking pig comes and and runs your ass over, and it's it's like oh, oh, oh okay, I see. All right, now, <laughs> like now here's here's what I'm really curious about. So, Cat, you 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 started playing the game again what a week ago? Yeah. And now, how far did you manage to get in the span of a week? Most of the way. And, and I did some of the optional areas too, because I was just like, yeah, I just want to see, you know, as much as I can see in this week, <laughs> in this God forsaken week. I love that you had a quarter that of the I've time. That I've signed up for. You had a quarter of the time that I had. <laughs> but I've played the game already. Yeah, that's so, fair. So, you know, it was five years ago, but I have. <laughs> um, if you're trying to make me feel better, you are failing. <laughs> <laughs> Just no, no. Let let me um, let me put your mind at ease, Phil, because I'm totally with you on that first section of the game. Totally, I had the exact same experience the first time I played the game, and I think there are a few things that prevent Bloodborne from being a perfect game. Okay. And I think one of those things is that like that first section of the game is too long and too hard. That was like, yeah. that distance between the distance to the first lamp. That's got a whole crowd of people and a troll and two werewolves. Oh uh, fuck! I forgot about that the werewolves. <laughs> is just insane. Like I remember fighting my way through that crowd, and I know, like, eventually you realize you can just run through them. Yes. Uh, but then I'd hit the werewolves. Yeah, you can't run <gasps> through those guys. 
Jesus Christ, like what a thing to hit uh, the, 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 the player with like right off the bat. It's two werewolves, freaking were- werewolves. It's too and, much. And partial werewolves It's too much. With I'm guns. saying it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I could still ag- damn. I could agree <laughs> it, because it doesn't necessarily evoke what the rest of the game is really about. Which is yeah, no, it's actually more grueling and yeah. like if any like proportional to the rest of the game. Once you, it's disproportionately hard. It's disproportionately yeah. hard. Once you get into the other areas, they're almost like I don't want to say linear because that's just that's not the way they are, but they are a little bit more linear than the opening area. With but they you know they have the shortcuts and all that stuff, but it isn't like. Because that opening area, you could get so far off track and so easily yeah. lost. Yeah. Because there's yeah. there's the high road, there's the middle road, there's the sewers, there's areas you can end up in areas that you're not even necessarily supposed to be in yet, um, or like going towards. That's that is the problem with that opening area is that it, it is such a huge hill to climb to get over and then what's funny is basically phil what happens is you get through that area there's two bosses there's the cleric beast mm-hmm. and then he's actually optional um hypothetically oh, for god's sake hypothetically <laughs> you don't need that <laughs> you don't need to you don't need to beat him <laughs> uh father gascoigne is the one that you that you have to beat to kind of clear the area and then okay. you you end up in Odin Chapel, which becomes I don't want to say like your base, but it does feel like a bit of a center area that you start. Spread. Yeah, it's a bit of a hub. It's a bit of a hub. Okay. So like this is all basically pre hub, um, which and the hub no. is is very common for these FromSoft games. Um so like you have, let me ask you, sure. do you think that that was on purpose, that as a design that like that first part is meant to kind of separate the wheat from the chaff or is that just. Yeah, like a here, take that. Right. <laughs> like 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 we're not we're not fucking around. This is what we do. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and if you make it through this. Slaughter fest, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get good. And scrub. Fuck you. Like, just fuck you. <laughs> if you're playing this game, fuck you. Pretty much. That was, that was, I got to tell you, you, you are speaking the voice of the game uh, as I played it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's So do you think that was on purpose or do you think it's just kind of how it went? I, I don't know. What do you uh, think, Kevin? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't. So it's weird because I'm I'm thinking about the previous games that were designed by From in the same era. And they all kind of have an opening stretch before you get to your central hub area. So like the easiest of them I would say is probably demon souls. There's, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're not facing two complex enemies. Then demon souls and dark souls two are, are relatively easy and straightforward to get to the main, the main areas, um, the nexus and Majula respectively. You can tell I've played too many dark souls <laughs> games <laughs> because I have all these things on the tip of my tongue. Uh, but then oh, you no, have totally. games like, Dark Souls 3, where you have to, much like Bloodborne, they actually parallel each other almost a little bit. You have to fight a boss before you get access to the central hub area. Um, in Dark Souls 3, it's Udex Gundir, and in this, it's Father Gascoigne. So they have a little bit of a higher barrier, and which makes sense because they were developed in parallel. Um, so they, they have a lot of design philosophies that are interchangeable. Hmm. Mm, but at least I like I think in Dark Souls 3 and and Dark Souls 1 like the path to the boss to the first boss is like pretty short oh yeah and doesn't have too many enemies on it um it's a funnel so like I never got that feeling of fuck you player from those games yeah like the opening areas are they do ease you in right Um, like Bloodborne stands out for me as just that like he was going to make you run a gauntlet straight away. I think that's what it was. I think that was what frustrated me. It felt like the game truly didn't respect my time. 
You know, it was like, you're going to do this. That's why I I think it doesn't power, like it doesn't represent the rest of the game. Cause I don't think the rest of the game really does have that. Yeah. It doesn't have that feeling of the game hating you, but the the first bit is a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. There's too few lampposts. Um, There's, there's not a ton. There are some shortcuts, but they're really hard to get, get through to. Right, um, and there's actually a hidden shortcut. So, Phil, um, I'm not sure if you ever found this, but you know the side of the courtyard where the troll is banging on the door. Yeah, uh, to the left of the ravens the, or crows, right? To the left, you break some boxes, and there's a shortcut to like, and all the dogs in boxes and whatnot. Uh, yeah, the dogs are in there are being crate trained. Dogs, dogs, dogs in boxes is the name of uh, my next podcast. By the way, we're just gonna get on it. It's, it's just gonna be to find everyone who couldn't make it through the first stage of Bloodborne, and we're just gonna cry and it's, drink. It would be very much like the. Um, it's gonna be very much like Dead Eyes. Have you listened to Dead Eyes? No, what's Dead Eyes? Oh, I have. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm getting through it right now. So basically, this this actor, his name's Connor Ratliff. He was cast for a small part in Band of Brothers 20 years ago, and he was ended up being fired for having, quote, dead eyes. And by Tom Hanks. By Tom Hanks. He got fired oh, by Tom no. Hanks for having, quote, oh, dead eyes. Oh, no. And this podcast is an investigation into what actually happened. Oh, no. oh God! All right, you know what? I'm on that. He I've, I've basically to listen to he's that. the log line for it's it's like it's cereal, but for something really meaningless. Right, right. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. So, yeah. you, are you suggesting that Phil's podcast could be something like that, where he just interviews a different person every week who? Quit Bloodborne. Quit Bloodborne really in the first early. area. Yeah. I, I refused. I refused to believe that I'd ever be at a loss for guests. No, uh, yeah, not at all. <laughs> That's it. You'd have an infinite supply of potential guests at your fingertips there. Yeah, we have like several two minute long episodes. Like, yeah, how'd you like Bloodborne? No? All right. Thanks, guys, for checking in. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. Bloodborne still sucks. Uh, we're the, the Deadborn podcast. It's Deadborn. a shame. So I think that that opening area would have put a lot of people off. Uh, an otherwise great game. Yeah. It's and- a great game all up. It's It's almost a perfect game, I think. It's just it's, it's a great game. It is. And you know what's and what's funny is you don't even get exposed to the really, really cool stuff in that first area. It's just, it's universal horror, werewolves right. and zombies. It's just dudes, dudes and dogs. Dudes and, dudes and dogs. They got bit. their pitchforks. They got their torches. <laughs> they got they got their guns. And, um, oh, it's, it's like a Saturday night in Georgia. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, God, I miss Savannah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and and that's the thing. I think that's why ultimately, despite the fact that I I, I was frustrated to Helen back by my experience with the game, I kept coming back to it day after day after day, and it was because I could tell there was something there. There's you a know, magnetism to it. Yeah, there's a satisfaction to uh, the controls. You know, to to the mechanics of it. It, it works on that level. It's just something that felt like it was constantly just beyond my grasp. And, and that was where I just started to scream into the abyss. Yeah. Uh, you know, because there was you got to a point where I was like, is there actually anything I can do about this? What? And I wasn't sure there was. And I'm going to I'm going to lay down a little. This is these are my tips for you, Phil. If you do okay. return down, back Kevin. to it, I'm going to lay Preach them down. The word. All right. This is, all right. Anyone who's listening, by the way, and I know there are plenty of you who have dealt with the same thing I have. I'm grabbing a pen and paper, and I recommend that get you get your it as study well. guides out now. Get, exactly. Here's Pencils the cliff, down, class. Here's the cliff notes. <laughs> um, basically, I so I heard something when you were describing what you were doing earlier that you were picking people off one by one. Yes. Which is a strategy, perfect, tailor made for Dark Souls. 
And the uh-huh. thing that what Bloodborne is, its combat is a thousand percent not Dark Souls. It has similar similar mechanics, but instead of a shield, you have a gun and you use the gun to create your parry window. All that being said, Bloodborne favors aggression and speed over cautiousness. Basically, what I what I always say is you just got to get up in there like you can't you can you can't uh, be cautious you have to just mind. The only thing you're cautious about is your stamina. But other than that, it's it's okay. getting it's killing things as quickly and as overwhelmingly as you can. OK, now here's my question based on that. Sure. This is a problem I ran because that was something I've heard yeah. uh, by you. Uh, yeah. and, and the problem I kept running into is that. Especially because that was the thing. And I did watch videos that would give you tutorials and stuff like that. And there would be a big crowd and you want to roll in there and smack them around and that sort of thing and just be aggressive. Right. uh, Be aggressive. But the problem I found that I kept running into was my aim. I, Mm. you know, I, 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 you get three, four good hits before your stamina meters down and I would roll into this crowd and attack them and uh, I, I found that like at least half of those hits would go wide, not hit anybody. So yeah. and now, now, and you've got the option of locking, but if you're locking, it's only on the one guy. Sure. Like, do you find that one method over the other is better or worse or? Um, I usually found locking, um, like locking and knocking one guy down quickly and then moving on was the best way. The other thing is, uh, y- getting get good uh, getting good get or, good. or, uh, or <laughs> understanding the timing step of one, get step good step one yeah, get good. exactly <laughs> there's no step two that's it it's just the get good. and then step three is profit um <laughs> yeah, this pamphlet is light i like it but the, um, the arts the art's terrific though. it's really understanding the timing of your pistol because the the shooting people and putting them into a stun takes none of your stamina or maybe maybe a little bit of your stamina so if you can shoot somebody and put them into the stun then you can follow up with what's called a visceral attack and basically kill them in one shot right and, and that actually was how i took to out the executioner yeah so if you can if you can really if you practice just if you sat down for a session and just practiced hitting the parry window with the gun and it's it's actually the thing about the Bloodborne parry window is it's a lot wider than the Dark Souls one. You have a lot more opportunity in Bloodborne to hit to shoot them and get them into the stun animation than you do in Dark Souls, because Dark Souls only has a few frames. And it's the moment that the weapon would hit your shield is the parry window in Bloodborne. It's like this kind of nebulous region of they're about to attack <laughs> so you shoot them <laughs> um and if you shoot them at the right time they go down on a knee and then you can stick your fist into their stomach and pull out their entrails which is what i believe which, that the visceral animation is <laughs> i mean i think i think we've all been there that's just that's just practical yeah that's <laughs> anyone anyone who had who's had a drink at 2 a.m you know, on a Friday night in downtown Atlanta knows that you just, you reach in, you pull out the entrails. Exactly. A certain time of night, things just get to that point. It's it's nobody's fault. It's just how (laughs) things go. Alternatively, like I uh, I just went with the, uh, the ax and uh, you can, you can just extend your ax and make it a long boy. Uh, oh, and uh, then the, just go um, for them wide swings. Yep. Are you talking about like when you un? Uh, it looks like a, it looks like a, it looks like an old fashioned straight razor, and you pop it out. Yeah. So not oh, yeah. the straight razor yeah. one, but the the okay. actual. Oh no. The, so there's the straight razor one. Uh, Cal, what you're talking about is the literal axe, the one that's. So when you, because so oh, Phil, I know what Phil's talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's talking oh, yeah, about I the got hunt. nothing. He's talking about the hunter saw. So basically, re- just restart the game, which is fine because you haven't made any progress. <laughs> yeah, I'm nowhere. <laughs> and when you start, <laughs> when you start at the beginning and you pick your weapon, get the one that's the axe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just a, it's just an axe. But when you do the trick weapon, 
it becomes a two-handed longboy axe, and when you swing, it hits like 50 dudes at a time. Yeah, you can just hit guys from like standing at the end of the road. Okay. <laughs> on the okay. other side of the road, you can hit them. Now, uh, what about this strategy? I was thinking about based on what you're saying here. Um, just like you said before, I, I start over, and then I put the game back into its package and I sell it on eBay. What about that? How does that work? I think that counts as a win in yes. some books. Um, I finally, finally. See, that's all I wanted. I just you, wanted to win. You beat Bloodborne by selling I it. Blood <laughs> I beat Bloodborne in a, in a sense. Nightmare slain. <laughs> now, now, here's a question. What about, uh, I, I, I can't help but notice uh, that I went with the blunderbuss and everyone else seems to go with the pistol. Is that part of the problem too? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't really know the difference between all the I don't know what the difference is. Guns. I think the blunderbuss, I think you might have the chance of stunning multiple people with the blunderbuss. Uh, but I think it's easier to stun with the pistol. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was like, look, I don't care but what Phil's, game I'm playing. Phil's I'm, just I'm, nodding and putting the he's putting the disc back in the box now as like, Kevin's telling him uh -huh. how to get through the game. Uh -huh. Yeah, 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 Interesting. yeah. Interesting. Sure. Oh, I'm writing this down cool. right now. I just mm. imagine him him like cutting the disc up and like making <laughs> making one of those like reflective collages with the shiny side. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mosaic in my window now. <laughs> He's, uh, he's, in the, he's in the backyard inserting the disc into a, a lawn a lawn mower. Right. Oh, no, he's getting mm -hmm. on his ride on mower right now. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm going to put you on mute for a second here, but I'm still listening. So interesting. Cool, cool, cool. What's that shredding sound in the background? Yeah, nothing. Don't worry about it. My dog's got diarrhea. Um <laughs> No, it's just <laughs> I've got like shrink wrap. I'm like trying to somehow like you know seal it back up. It's a brand new game. You guys want it? There you well, go. all you need is like a all you need is like a hair dryer and some shrink wrap. Right. I think. You know? but, I, but I know I know what exactly would happen though. I know what would happen. I would like sell it. I'd get uh, even if I uh, let's say I, I tricked those bastards into giving me a full refund. Those I bastards just... who just want to play Bloodborne. <laughs> I just I'd plonk it down and and just I'd go back and buy it again. Yeah. I would just buy it again because I'd be like, oh, I want to see what the thing is. No, it would it would reappear. Yeah, it probably You'd just was. turn around and it would just be there behind you. It probably would, yeah. It would be it would be an Edgar <laughs> Allan Poe short story come to life and just be like I can hear Bloodborne beating under my floorboards. <laughs> How did it get there? <laughs> I like that our review, by the way, has turned into you guys basically giving me a tutorial on how to beat the first 10 minutes of it. <laughs> so I just imagine I'm like playing out this entire story of you over the next year. You keep trying to get and then suddenly it's it's suddenly Phil. It's your wedding day. And it's you've, you've been you've been ditching these these copies of Bloodborne left and right. You think you might be in the clear and it's time. It's time to cut the cake and you slice into it and you hit something hard and you pull out a slice <laughs> and bake into the cake. PlayStation 4 greatest hits Bloodborne. <laughs> no! Emily walks, Emily's walking down the aisle towards me wearing a veil. I remove the veil and she's wearing an Eileen the Crow mask underneath <laughs> it. No! I think if you dispose of the game, uh, Phil, you should do it at least in a thematically appropriate way. Put it in a coffin, wrap that coffin up real good with a chain, padlock mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I, I thought Seal you were going for to, all eternity. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me that if I was going to, if them, thematically, if I'm going to dispose of it in the thematically appropriate way, I should let it kick my ass. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. This you inanimate can, object is beating my ass. I'm not sure you can fight a P PS4 game, Phil. Probably not. But, probably not. P now PS5. That's different. Well. Yeah, it's the next gen and you next know, gen, baby. It's got it's got <laughs> sentience. 
That's <laughs> exactly. So, Kat, I wanted to ask you this because um, it was something that I noticed in the Bloodborne graphic novel in the very last one, which was not good. <laughs> no, there's this random scene of Dark Beast Parl and the One Reborn fighting each other. And it just seemed like I don't <laughs> does that does that make sense to you in any way? Because I to me it just seemed like the the author was taking action figures and jamming them together at that totally. point. Totally. It sounds like one of those Marvel movie mashups where they have Thor and Captain America fight each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Straight up fan what fiction. Is this? <laughs> oh gosh. Uh Gosh, I don't know. I mean, they're both in a similar area of the game. That's what I said. I was like, I don't know if they know each other. I mean, <laughs> if they know each other personally. They don't know each if other. If they've personally. gone to brunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, they I, live in the same neighborhood. Like they they're pretty, the pretty much neighbor. neighbors. They're, they probably run into each other at the local farmers market. I have a feeling that Bar Dark Beast Parl is just terrible with putting out the recycling. And, and <laughs> you know, puts it out on the wrong day. And the one reborn is just like, Ugh, it's Tuesdays, not Thursdays. The yeah. grossest farmer's market of all Odd time. Odd couple style. Odd couple style. That needs to be playing. While you <laughs> see, that might that might have motivated me more. That's actually, yeah, that's actually that was the original score to Bloodborne, and it was cut at the last minute. But data mining has found it buried on the yeah. disc. So oh. uh, let me ask you, because uh, this is pixel lit. Yeah. Um. So do you feel that you you gained something from having read the novels? Now and you know you're playing or replaying the game. Has it has it enriched your experience of the game having read that? Well, that's a good question. I'm, have you Kevin, gained any you insight from um, having reading the books? Have I gotten if, more if I, insight? If I may say it like that. Uh, insight. Um, <laughs> I've been granted eyes. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it gave me any more insight into the world of the game that i didn't already have from doing my own lore diving and in some cases it was a little jarring as i mentioned to phil the third the third uh trade paperback is about eileen the crow but it feels extremely out of character for her from what you experience in the game and what you know about her like via the lore so it was a weird juxtaposition of eileen and the crow in this story versus the eileen and the crow that you get to know through her plot line in the game so i think there was possibly a d enriching is that <laughs> you you mean to Which say that these books made you stupider <laughs> yes <laughs> I am dumber now for having read it. May, may God have mercy on your souls. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh wow. Boy. Oh wow. Yeah, it's like it's like women who report uh their teeth loosening in their jaws when they're pregnant because the baby is leaching calcium from their bones. <laughs> <laughs> that's an appropriately bloodborne metaphor i think very much so that's, that's terrifying that's a thing that's a thing i mean you know you've you've, you've had a kid i'm I, sure i mean i i you've did not leached the calcium from your mother's body like a little vampire i, I, I remember you know. doing that don't you <laughs> i remember when i was you on remember. the inside <laughs> Like you remember a, that calcium rush? A greedy that sweet, little, sweet a, high. A, yeah, a greedy little calcium bitch baby. That's what I was doing. I was just <laughs> devouring the calcium. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> no, I don't remember That's... that happening to my wife when she <laughs> she had my daughter. Uh, but I don't doubt it. But I will take your word for it, and I'm not going to look into it any further because uh, lose. <laughs> That is the my one of my more recurring anxiety dreams is my teeth being loose. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah. All right. So you don't ask any 
further about it because we all need to sleep tonight. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose that's true. At the end yes. of the day, <laughs> <laughs> we do all need to go get into bed tonight and um and 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 go to sleep and, pre- so. and pretend there's a just and loving universe out there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No matter what Bloodborne says to us. No matter what Bloodborne <laughs> says to us, it's a just and loving universe. Did you um did you replay the game for this did episode, I? Kevin? No. Or, or do you just have Bloodborne like do you just this, have a little no, no, this guy, games this guy deep knows in your veins? this game? Like this is one of Kevin's favorite games of all time. He knows this game right. backwards and forwards. Yeah, I the last time I played it was last year when I was doing my little from software run from Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, I was yeah, I was giving daily updates on the on the you Discord. Were. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, oh, I'm on this area, and then five minutes later, oh, I'm halfway through the game now. That's him. Yeah. Five minutes uh, later, I've beaten the game. I've beaten it. Yeah, no big deal. And I actually <laughs> so so what's hilarious is I got um I inspired this one of the other people on our server. Uh he goes by uh, joystick drummer. He's a, oh yes, you were you were mentoring him. He was like, a, a, like he's a real a sweetheart. He's a real sweetheart, and um, he he does his videos uh, uh, from his drum set now. I believe he started actually using his drum set in his videos. Anyway, he finally he played Dark Souls one. He got through it. He was very. He was very much like you, Phil. Where he, was, he was coming back every day saying, I don't know why anybody likes this. I'm playing it again. I'm trying it again tomorrow. Yeah. He eventually yep. got his way through it. And then he Dark Souls 2 absolutely broke him. Like he was try, he was going to do the entire run and him, he played Dark Souls 2 and he um, he had to stop. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so no, ominous when you say it like that, Kevin. He he had to stop. He had to stop, and we haven't heard from him since. <laughs> he was never heard from again. Yeah. Well, that was a bit like you, Phil, because we we went on the Discord and then we arranged a time for this uh, this call, and and then you were not seen on that Discord yeah. chat again. And yeah. I was like, Phil, how are you going, Phil? I think Phil's dead. That's, that's more to do. That's more to do with like my natural hermity style. I, I work in I work in social media for work, and so my phone is constantly buzzing with notifications. Anyway, so things like Discord and everything like that tend to be just completely on mute, and I forget about. It. I remember Kevin being like, "Hey, I'm making a Discord uh, uh, server for for." Uh, for the show, you know, and, and that'll be fun. And people can be in there. And I was like, cool. I'll never be there. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. But well, yeah, it was that's good that, to know I mean, that you were all right, but I, I was worried. I, 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 I appreciate your concern. I genuinely do. Uh, no, <laughs> there's a part of me. There's a part of me that thinks that our first ever foray into Twitch should just be me trying to beat this, like trying basically doing the challenge in that video where it's like, just get to, the freaking cleric beast and beat him and that's it. And like, and then you're good. And and just the screams and will echo throughout our neighborhood. Throughout eternity. Uh, mm. Oh my God. The children will not approach our home during Halloween. We will be the haunted house. In many ways, it's what I've always wanted. So I don't know. Maybe that could be a shot. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah, why not? So, Kat, what are you currently working on? Uh, oh, well, um, I'm working on what's going to be my biggest video yet. Ooh. I haven't actually officially announced it, um, so this is like a spicy bit of info. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm doing a, a retrospective of all the Ninja Theory games. Ooh, so, oh, um, now that sounds fun. Heavenly Sword, Enslaved, DMC, and Hellblade. I'm going to replay all of them and then kind of like talk about what, what, you know, try and remember what it was like to play them for the first time and see if they still hold up and then kind of try and chart the creative vision of the studio over the that years. Cause, uh, cool. Cause I've been a super fan from the beginning. So right. like, this is kind of a passion project for me and uh, I'm having fun. That's awesome. I think it'll be good to make a video on something that you like. That's not near automata. <laughs> yes actually enjoy playing a game how about that enjoy playing a game 
What? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> that is that is lunacy. That's oh, no. madness. <laughs> um and where can where can people find you on social media i'm pixel a day on youtube i also write stuff so you can find me on medium uh i I put my scribblings up there sometimes and i'm on twitter at pixel underscore a underscore day and that's the main stuff fantastic yeah we'll we'll put your we'll put all those links on the description for the podcast episode as so people can give it give it the old clicky clicky um and yeah i think we're we're about wrapped up on bloodborne itself (laughs) i'm done i've got i'm just like uh, you know i'm I got the comic and I've got the video game and I and I'm and I'm and both of them make me cry (laughs) for different reasons. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, (laughs) Kat, thank you so much for being our very first guest. Thank you so much, Kat. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Oh, thank God. Anyway, I know uh, most of it was just Phil complaining about the hard time he was having, but you know, it's been <laughs> you know, fun. That's fun. That's that's great. Phil can go on for hours, and I'll just listen to him talk about uh, what's making him miserable. It's it's really made up seventy five percent of our friendship over the years. <laughs> I hope uh, I hope you have an, a better run next time with the next batch of things that you're it'll gonna be tomorrow. work on it'll be tomorrow I, I i know that i'm going to like keep doing this so that eventually i can post some screen cap or something like that it's like there i'm done like are you post happy that, now that lord of the rings meme where frodo's going it's done yeah that's pretty much it's it finished. yeah yeah. I'll finish it and then I'm going to crawl in bed and go to sleep. Like, that'll be the whole thing. I uh, I don't know why I, I, you said Lord of the Rings and Frodo and I just thought of the that old YouTube video of the whole scene playing out in like slow motion at the end. Oh, I love that one. Oh, I love that so Frodo. much. Frodo. <laughs> Oh gosh. All right. Anyway, this has been Pixel It. Uh, remember to rate us five stars um, on iTunes and give us a rating if any other podcast platforms do that. I don't think they do anymore, but do it anyway. Do it anyway. Find a way. Hack some systems. Fuck some bots. We need this. This is all we have. And I think I found the cold opening for the episode. <laughs> follow us on twitter uh join our discord go to our website all that fun stuff anyway i hope you have a wonderful day take care everyone